Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. Coming up on today's show, the Falcons have a lot of questions to be answered at the quarterback position, but is Justin Fields the answer? And one of our local guys is headed to Utah. One is not, but he did make another team. That's all coming up next right here on ATL Day Ones. Let's go. This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. I want to start off by saying thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listen of the day. And remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure that you leave us a five-star review. Really appreciate that from you in advance. Today's episode of ATL Day One is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to start get started today. Go ahead and do it. Why don't you? Now, but, the, but today, T, I think one of the things that I thought has been interesting is these quarterback conversations that we've been having ever since the uh, Falcon season ended. Obviously, with Desmond Ritter have, getting four starts, we've agreed on this show that, hey, you probably should build around the dude because <laughs> trying to bring somebody in for the, for the, immediate, for the immediate future to, to, to have success right now probably might not be the best decision. Mm-hmm. But there are multiple reports that Justin Fields has been made available. Um, a lot of conversations they had down at this um, senior bowl. I was down there, and there was a lot of conversation and freaking and fracking going on. T, I can tell you that much from what I see, what I saw. Now, but does Justin Fields make sense for the Atlanta Falcons? Being that Terry Farno and Arthur Smith passed on him back in 2021 when he was drafted. Great point. And. This is not an affront to Justin Fields, by the way, the comment I'm about to make. It's actually more of an affront to the Bears organization and their coaching staff, front office, sidelines, et cetera. What has Justin Fields shown in the time that he was bypassed by Smith and Fontenot to today that would say, hey, he's a viable option for us to go after because, hey, he's going to give us something more than Desmond Ritter. Now, maybe he will. Maybe he will. But have you really given Desmond Ritter an opportunity to show himself the, yes, the four sample size would say, eh, the jury's still out. But I don't at this point think that Justin Fields is necessarily where the Falcons should go. Now, here's the good news, however. If you go with him versus, say, going after Lamar Jackson, and again, totally different players, totally different success stories. Lamar Jackson's story is much better and deeper written, right, than, say, Justin Fields. But with Lamar Jackson, you already know you're going to have to give up half of what you own. Okay, yes. this is almost like this right. is almost like a bad divorce. You're going to have to give up 50-50 to him. Indeed. Justin Fields. Eh, Justin Fields is probably going to be potentially attractive to teams that are actually deeper in the draft, right? Because right. they won't pretty much have to give up much of anything. Maybe a couple second rounders or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. But the bottom line is, I don't know if it makes sense, all things considered with Desmond Ritter and attempting to build around him that you would go out and get Justin Fields, unless unless you look back, Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot, and think about your decision back in 2021 and say to yourself, yourselves, maybe that wasn't the best decision and we want to revisit it. I don't necessarily see them as doing that. Yeah, and, and I think you make a great, an excellent point, right? It's saying not, not necessarily to say, hey, uh, Justin Fields is a bum. I'm not no, saying no. that. 
but Chicago wasn't able to figure out how to unlock his potential till mm-hmm. about halfway through the season, right? And they still were losing games. So uh, when you think about that aspect of what, a 10-game losing streak, that is absolutely crazy. Like, so you, when you think about what you were able to see with that stretch with Justin Fields and what he's been able to put on the field mm-hmm. right now as, a, as the film, watching the film, like I said, even though it's a smaller sample size in Ritter, it's four games. And, and I like what I saw. So, hey, here's what we need to do. Go ahead and doggone build a team around him and, and continue mm-hmm. to do that. Now, I, I think that you could, if just from looking at those games from Justin Fields and um, Desmond Ritter, I do think he's a, a Ritter that is, is a little bit more polished of, of a passer. Yeah. And when you think about what Arthur Smith wants to do in this offense, and he does, he can, yeah, he can, he can make. He can make you know uh, 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 lemonade out of lemons, um, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. When it comes to a quarterback, we saw what he was able to do accomplish with Marcus Mariota. Yep. However, I think if that if you're trying to get into that mode of being a mobile quarterback and mm-hmm. using those run plays, yeah, he can. Arthur Smith can maximize his talent in that manner. But I believe I really do wholeheartedly believe that Arthur Smith offense can be the most successful when you have an accurate quarterback who's able to take shots down the field and connect on those. And we saw how Desmond Ritter was able to kind of do that and build a rapport with a guy like a Drake London. So and I think moving forward, Ritter is the guy. But I, I, another question I want to kind of run, run, run by you too, T, is the fact that, you know, we've kind of agreed, we've agreed that, hey, Justin Fields is, is a no, that we should leave that, that's off the table, right? We, we, we're not having FOMO for not uh, drafting, the, drafting him back in 2021. Yeah. But uh, do you think, if the Falcons were to even consider this, right, if they were to even consider this, would this be more egregious than trying to trade for Lamar Jackson? Yes, it would be. Because I would rather you go after Lamar Jackson and just be told no than to not go after him at all and and go after Justin Fields. Now, Ooh. hear me when I say this. Yes, I'm dead. Yeah, exactly. It's almost like going for, and don't get me wrong, again, Justin Fields, we love. Justin Fields, we believe in because, like you said, we saw what he did in the back half of last season, regardless of what the outcome was for the Bears. That's not his fault. He produced. That was a team effort to lose that game, minus Justin Fields. Right. So let's take that away from the equation. But Lamar Jackson is kind of like, hmm, let's see, Jarvis. I'm going to try to say this nicely. Oh, you know I'm a forerunner fan, right? You know that that's my next yeah. SUV that I'm going to get. Yes, indeed. Justin Fields is kind of like a forerunner, still a very good car that we know has plenty of SUV potential, but he's not the big body Lexus. Think okay. Lamar Jackson has already proven himself to be the big body Lexus. So I do mm-hmm. think that it would probably be more egregious if you went after Justin Fields if for an inordinate period of time, Lamar Jackson was still available. Now, right. that said, if you and I come back to the table next week and all is well, Todd Munkin and Coach Harbaugh and the Ravens organization has somehow kumbaya with Lamar Jackson and he's off the market, that's fine. But for as long as that dude is considering dating partners and dance partners, the Falcons should at least try to get into the dance and shoot their shot, just saying. Yeah, and, and and it's it's funny that because that that story is getting a little bit more interesting because there was a report um, that I came come across that when Todd Munkers was hired that that the Ravens actually consulted with him and John Harbaugh even said that he would consult 
with yeah. Lamar Jackson and the yeah. hiring of yeah. office of their offensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. However, our boy, uh, our guy, um, Jonathan Jones said that um, he learned that they did not consult with Lamar Jackson. So it's just a lot of funkiness going on right now up in Baltimore. Yeah. And Ty Muckin probably should have stayed his behind where he was until he figured out whether or not Lamar Jackson was going to be there or not. And I know for me, I would have made that phone call. I, yeah. Hey, Lamar, I am considering this job. Are you going to be around or not? I need to know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <Right>. so. <laughs> to his people and try to figure it out, which he and his mom are his people. But yeah, I mean, yeah. try to figure that thing out because here, mm -hmm. here's what it is. Like you said, you know where my mind went, Jarvis, and Falcons fans can appreciate this. My mind went to Tampa. Like, dang, Todd Bowles takes Why over. Take job down there? Not get <laughs> and for Tom Brady to say two times, two times in his tenure, I, I ain't coming back. I ain't yeah. never coming back. I mean, like, mm -hmm. that is crazy. So yeah. that's what that reminds me of. Like, ooh, this new Todd, Todd Bowles had it happen to him. Now, Todd Monkey, you might have it happen to you. Where literally the gold mine is gone. And what do you do? But I feel like. And someone said this earlier today, we were talking about, you know, the whole Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, even to Pittsburgh. And I said, back up. We got a QB. We're good. Our sample yes. size is a little bit larger with Kenny Pickett. And, you know, I always juxtapose those like Kenny Pickett and uh, Desmond Ritter, because there was always conversation around them both. Right. Mm -hmm. Kenny Pickett gave us a little bit more of a sample size in Pittsburgh, but you still have enough of a sample size in Desmond Ritter to give that guy a try. Now, if you and I are having this conversation six games in, and Desmond Ritter doesn't look like that dude, okay, fine. ATL day ones will come back to the table, raise our hands and say, oops, didn't make a good call on that one. Yeah. But I'd like to see it first. And you know what? And to be honest with you, we do, it'll, be, it'll be more specific for me because like, yeah, we didn't make a, call, a good call on, on Desmond Ritter. We'll admit that we're wrong. I got no issue with that. But guess what? If they draft a doggone edge rushers that get that has five sacks six games into the season, yeah. I don't give a damn about being wrong. Give me cheesy. They got an offensive tackle that replaced Caleb Bagary, or they got somebody in at left guard that's gonna be the starter for the next ten years. Yes. That sign me up. I will yes. be okay with being wrong in that particular situation. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So yeah, I wouldn't be mind being wrong on that as well. Hey, guess what though? If you are tired of being wrong about making money, how about you go ahead and check out FanDuel? If you go and check them out, guess what? They got a new deal just for you because they are our new sportsbook partner for Locked On. So guess what? They partner with us, so they partner with greatness. So they have bringing greatness to the table. So here's what they got for you, right? If you new customers, you get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus books back. If your first bet doesn't win, how about that? That is really nice. So guess what? You know, they got you locked in. So guess what? You are worried about security and information being passed around and all that stuff? Don't, don't sweat it. They got the, it's safe, secure, and it's super easy to use. They got the over-unders. They got the money lines. They got all the things that you need to, in order to make you some money because that's what it's all about. That's what we're trying to do. Get a little ahead a little bit in this inflation world. So, yeah, it still costs doggone too much. I know they're going down, but. It still costs too much. So, yeah, get you some money so you get some eggs. How about that? So don't miss your chance to get the no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. So, Jarvis, I got to admit, 
have a little bit of FOMO because this is the first all-star in a couple of years that I haven't been to. And you know, I absolutely love to ski. That's my favorite thing in the world to do. But mm -hmm. instead, I am back here in Atlanta, like another one of our guys, Trey Young. We've been told recently, as in the last 24 hours, that Joel Embiid likely will not make the all-star trip because of injury. So that leaves one opening, but it does not appear that Trey will be called up for that opening. Now, an interesting article was posted in Anscape. Our guy Marcus Spears over at Anscape created his own NBA all-star snub list. And guess who was at the top of the list? Trey Young. What do you think about that? Ooh, wow. So a couple of things. Like everybody knows how I feel about, you know, Trey Young not making him the all-star game. And for those mm -hmm. who don't know, I think it's ridiculous that he didn't make it. We got a guy who's averaging what, 27 and 26 and 10. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, it's kind of and leading the league in overall total assists. Yeah. So, you know, going back and forth between the, he and Nikola Jokic. Yeah, like that's an MVP guy. So the guy that's actually competing with the MVP in a, a certain a certain category should definitely be in the All-Star game. And I thought it was interesting when I read the little blurb that Marcus Spears put in there, mm -hmm. which is really kind of got me going this morning. Um, it, it said that the coaches, you know, you know, you got the fans and then the players, they have their, their say-so. And then you have the coaches who vote in the reserves. And Marcus Spears wrote in there said that the coaches didn't like or essentially kind of use the, the, the spat between Nate McMillan and Trey Young as a reason for not putting him in here. So my, my whole thing with this, T, like we always lift up the NBA players for being petty. petty. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> a good number of those guys are earning a young stage of their life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> They're young. They're between 19 and 25. The good ones are, you know, and then you got, of course, you got LeBron, the outliers and all that stuff. But T, we talking about grown men, coaches, guys who get paid to be examples for young men, being petty because of the spat between Nate McMillan and Trey Young. And at the end of the day, T, if 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 it was a matter of those coaches who made who voted, uh, uh, if they mattered, if they had players that were super ballers on their team, it would eventually get out that they get into a spat with their sad player because this stuff happens. And my whole thing is, like, I get so frustrated when you have these situations leak out because not because I don't want it to happen or I don't think they're ha they happen. I know they happen. I know for a fact they happen. It's mm -hmm. just a matter of they're getting leaked out at the inopportune time when you letting go of your doggone general manager, essentially, and, and placing him to the side and say, hey, go on, on over here. You can be my special assistant until I fire you behind all the way in Travis Schlank. I just think the timing of it was bad, but it just, it just it really irks me, T, that the fact that you got grown men who are NBA coaches saying, now that might Nate B. Miller might be their boy. Okay. But still, like at some at some at one at some point, you gotta say, you gotta draw the line and be professional and say, you know what? I might not like how this kid get down, but this dude is a legitimate a legitimate a legitimate, excuse me, a legitimate all-star, and he should be on this roster. 
So Jarvis, he says so many things there. Sorry, my bad. You're absolutely right. The NBA, we always say the players are petty. Oh, we're just going to say now the whole association's petty. We're just going to go with that. Yeah, that's that's what it is. That's fair. Yes. The <laughs> of, of the leagues because, hey, I'm sure MLB has some pet pettiness, MLS, NHL, and, of course, NFL. We saw it courtesy of Juju Schuster. But in addition to that petty, there's no petty like NBA petty, right? So yes. this should not surprise us. But also, one thing that we have to remember is, and you know this, as a former football player, it's a fraternity. At the end yeah. of the day, it's a fraternity. Yeah. And so that is a fraternity of coaches, and that is a fraternity of players. And I can say it as a member of a sorority. Hi, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. It is a sisterhood, but a sorority, and it is sometimes dictated, as we joked about off air a couple days ago, just because I happen to pledge before somebody who's far more famous than I ever am. Step in the same room, however, because I went first, it's a pecking order. Yes, indeed. So, same thing for the fraternity of NBA coaches, pecking order. This started two seasons ago when word got out that there was some beef between LP and Trey. And yep. then all of a sudden, LP, Lloyd Pierce gets shuttled on out of Atlanta. Lloyd Pierce was a very respected coach and still is a very respected assistant coach who likely at some point will get another shot at the head coaching gig. Same thing for Nate McMillan. Yeah. Coaches and even some players felt like he got run out of Indiana. As a player and a coach. There it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when you think about it from that perspective, you can't be shocked that now, okay, maybe those are just rumors with LP. Maybe that wasn't Trey's fault. Now these coaches are like, mm. now Nate is trying to get out of there because of him. He's the common denominator. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that's the deduction that coaches have made according to multiple sources that I've asked, multiple NBA insiders. That's part one. Marcus Spears is very much an NBA insider. So very he's intimating yes. it in that article. It's probably true. And then thirdly, Travis, let's be honest. A lot of players get a bad rap and they never get past that rap or it takes them years and years and years to kind of undo that narrative. Unfortunately for Trey, he kind of had that narrative coming into the league. And then when he started kind of leaning into it with the whole Knicks thing, which, hey, down here we think is cool. And it is cool. Because it is. Because you don't want to yeah. rock like that. Um, hey, look, go shoot daggers and kill folks all day, every day on the court. Mm -hmm. yep. However, sometimes those worlds can collide. And then people start looking at you and they start judging you a bit harsher. So think about it. Nikola Jokic with the same numbers is not judged the same way as Trey Young, especially because Fair. remember, Jokic was questioned in the beginning as well. But all of a sudden, the Nuggets started winning. And then the Nuggets became perennial top contenders in the West. Now they are looking like the team to beat. So that gets you a little bit more in the conversation, coupled with the fact that you already have an MVP. So how are we going to not? send you to all-star with those numbers and you're back in the MVP conversation. Trey has a lot of work to do to get there. Am I saying it's right? Oh, no, not at all. Not at all. Just saying that we've got to understand that there are so many layers to this. And to that point, Jarvis, when Trey Young and his camp begin to understand the layers of this, if you want some of those individual accolades down the road, they're going to have to start rebuilding a narrative for him as well. Now, speaking of a narrative that is being built, but it is being built from the ground up in the most positive way possible, A.J. Griffin 
AJ Griffin. He is one of 10 rookies selected for Rising Stars, and so he'll be out there tonight to play, along with actually Jose Alvarado, who's being selected as a part of the sophomore. Georgia Tech, yeah. Exactly. So he's going to be with Team Powell tonight, and of course, uh, AJ's going to be with Team Darren. And listen, 9.3 points, 2.1 rebounds, an assist and a steal every game. That's what he's averaging in just 20 minutes and 55 games. Jarvis, how important is AJ, not just his growth and development for himself, but really for what the Hawks might try to do with the rest of the season and for going forward? I think consistency, right? And yeah. the only way I feel like you can get consistency is you being on the court, you know, getting more minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <Hey>, Miller, <laughs> you know, I, I think I, I think that's because at the end of the day, like this kid hasn't, you know, really played that much basketball. When you think about going for being a one and done in college, and then before that, high school, AAU, or whatever, or whatever you may partake in. So those are some of the things we you think about making that transition from from college into the NBA. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it takes these guys a long time. Whoa, we talked whoa, about whoa. yesterday how, as far as with Julius Randle and how long mm-hmm. it took him a little while to kind of get things going True. and figure it out. True. You know, being drafted by the Lakers and the expectations that come with that. And mm-hmm. then now he's in New York and he out here a perennial all-star and giving whoa. John Cullis buckets every night, every time he plays him. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I had to stick that in, my bad. But anyway, but you get my point. My point is... <laughs> Anyway. I don't know why I'm on one today. I don't know what's going on with me today, but but when you when you get to the point where you know those those you have those guys, you know, being so young, I think it's been it'll be beneficial for AJ Griffin to get as many minutes as possible. And I think Nate McMillan had he may have to be a little creative with that, being that you got Sadiq Bay in the, in the mm-hmm. equation because he's a veteran guy who can go back and forth between that three and the four. Do you want to get more minutes at the three, you know, when to be in there with Bo, or do you want him to get more minutes in, instead of Bo? So all those things he have to go to really figure out when it comes to that rotation. But yeah, I think wholeheartedly, the more minutes that AJ Griffin gets, the more it's going to benefit the Hawks in the short term and the long term. Uh, and I love the last part that you said, which to me reminds me of what we always talk about with the Braves embarrassment of riches to be able to have aj griffin to have to try to figure out where to put him in the rotation i think that definitely bodes well and you know what if you are hanging out we always kind of tell you to use built bar as something that you would take on if you're not feeling so well but you know what we are going to be feeling good tonight because we've got not one but really two locals in that rising star challenge tonight because we're still rooting for jose alvarado as long as the pals aren't playing the hawks right so check out the rising stars challenge while you take a bite of a built Bar. Don't forget, you can go to Walmart and pick them up, or if you want to buy them in bulk, you can go to Sam's Club, and you can get this protein. So let's just say you're looking to kind of get a boost tonight. 17 grams of protein should get it done for you with the churro flavor or almond, all good, all good, while only taking down 130 calories. You cannot beat it. You can't beat that. So don't forget, it's Built Bar that you want for all the goodness. And it's 100% real chocolate, so that's always good as well. You can still go, however, to Built.com because, hey, some of us don't like brick and mortar anymore. It's all good. All we need to do is make sure that you get a Built bar. Ooh, man, we're almost at 6,000 subscribers. We're on our way. We're well on our way. How about you? How about you? How about you get involved and go to our YouTube channel? on Locked On? It's called Locked On Sports Atlanta. And if you're listening or watching this, or it's the first time you – you've uh, listened or watched welcome to the party so how about you become part of the family and hit that subscribe button and also 
do it, take it another step because we're all about taking that extra step on this show. Take the extra step and hit that bell and turn those notifications on because you'll understand when that heat is going to drop right here on ATL Day 1. But first, but T, this is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, the culture, and sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about because that's just how we get down on the show. Today is no different. How about this? We got, uh, you know, you, came, you told me about how you came across a, a certain uh, show on NFL Network. And you saw my main man, Jason McCourty, out there rocking the Southern gear, right? You know how we get down on HBCUs on this show. We love ourselves some HBCU stuff. So when people out here giving credit, giving shout-outs, and rocking, rocking the gear, got to give them a little shout-out. So, yeah, shout-out to you, Jason McCourty. But, T, my question to you is, who would you like? You can be an uh, entertainer, rapper, artist. I know I just named three things that are kind of fall up in the same category, but that's just how we rolling today because this is that type of day I'm having today. Now, or it could be an athlete, you know, whoever. Who would you love to see rock, rocking that Xavier gear um, at any point? Well, from an entertainer's perspective, she is a sister who is getting her flowers right now. And it makes me so very excited to see her getting her flowers. And that is Cheryl Lee Ralph. I have been oh, a oh, Cheryl yeah. Lee Ralph fan That's from so one, far right back. <laughs> that I can't even speak on it. Like, I love her to pieces. So, of course, Soror, Cheryl Lee Ralph is the entertainer who I'd love to see, the actress, so to speak, who I'd love to see rocking that. I, I think it would just be cool. And you know who else I would love to see? And he may have done it, so if he's done it already, forgive me. But I, I think Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar, I, I believe, if he rocked nice. that Xavier gear, he would be the, peop- the person who would, like, drop knowledge to people about who yeah. we are and he would yeah, be yeah. rocking it. Yeah, he would put a story behind it. Heck, maybe we'd end up in one of his, you know, bars or something. He'd, he'd drop a bar on or something on us. And then uh, as far as athletes go, thank you to Chris Paul because he's already done a little bit of that uh, in the yeah. past. So I do definitely appreciate him for doing something like that. But also I'd like to see somebody, you know, who is fun and exciting and, you know, before and i'm going to say this with all sincerity before people kind of took him as a joke but now i think people have such a greater appreciation for a jr smith and mm. what he's done going yeah, back to school, yeah. embracing you know college uh culture embracing the hbcu culture so hey if he decided he wanted to rock more gear than just aggie gear and show some aggie pride if he just wanted to show some hbcu pride hey jr smith pull up we got some swag for you <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, for me, you know, there is only one person. And it, I know you probably assumed, you know, that yeah. I will probably say DM because I, I, and I know people, people listening and watching, they'll probably say, yeah, I know Jarvis would do it. No, no, I'm not DM. Prime my dog. That's my that's my guy. That'll be my A1 today till, till I leave this earth. But I, I will have to say, if Andre 3000 <coughs> said that I want some HBCU gear, and he just so happened to hit my line. Please believe I will be sending it back like, sir, what size do you need? I got you. You know, they ain't worried about it. So, but yeah, he's, he's, cause he's, he's on that level as far as the Kendrick, as far as a deep, you know, deep thinker and like people, every time he opened his mouth, you're like, oh, did you hear what Andre 3000 said not too long ago? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and from a, a lyrical standpoint and just having come with conversations that he's had in interviews over the past decade or so. So yeah, I would love for a guy like Andre three thousand to you know rock that bad boy. And you know, at the end of the day, you know this is this kind of goes to my fandom. You know, growing up, <laughs> uh, 
growing up in the city of Atlanta and, and kind of understanding what it was when Michael Vick was the quarterback for this team. And uh, it was a party. Let me just say that. And, uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind for my, my man to uh, throw in that blue and gold every now and then, if you know, to kind of represent. But um, speaking of representing, um, we talked about earlier about Trey Young is not going to be at the All-Star game. But guess who's going to be there? A.J. Griffin. He's going to be just participating in the rising stars challenge Yay. t is there anything i know aj griffin probably gonna have your eyes on that however what is another event the three-point contest slam dunk contest are you interested or intrigued at all by any of those events uh this weekend for me it's the skills challenge because it okay. would be really cool if we got to see all three antetokounmpo brothers together all oh, that nice. would be Cool. Yeah, I just think it's a great story. I think it's a cool story that, I mean, how does that happen? Giannis, Alex, Thanasis, like all three brothers end up in the league and everybody has a ring and everybody has skills. That is crazy. So I'm just kind of interested to see that. Also the dynamic, we have been very fortunate of recent watching the whole cool dynamic of Trace, Travis, and Jason Kelsey. And of course, we actually just talked about some brothers from back in the day, Jason and Devin McCourty, and then recent Hall of Famer, uh, Rondé Barber, and of course, his brother Tiki. So it's always kind of cool to see brothers who've made it to that highest level be able to interact and be able to perform at the highest level. I'm watching out for them, want to see if they do it. And I know Giannis is a little bit injured, but he's still listed as being part of the skills challenge. So fingers crossed he'll be able to, to perform this weekend. I, I want to see Kevin Herter win the doggone three-point contest for Petty reasons. Hashtag Petty. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, why not? It's like, of course, of course the guy that they decided to trade away for financial reasons is going to go out and ball. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is so Atlanta. Like, that is so Atlanta. You know what? You're right. That's not Petty. That's so Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, go ahead and win the doggone uh, 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 three-point contest, Red Rifle. I know it. I know. I know you got it in you. I know you got yeah. it in you, my oh, man. So yeah, we uh we hope you guys enjoy the weekend as well. Obviously, when we come back. We will be talking about all of that. All star, AJ Griffin dropping fifty in the Rising Stars game, like all that, man. We're talking about all that on Monday. So guess what? I need y'all to do before we get up out of here. I need you guys to share love, show love, and most importantly, spread love.